if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David. They add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. France Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed. And a good morning to you. Thanks for joining us. We are starting at seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this Monday, the 19th morning of the fourth month of the year of our Lord 2021. Coming up on the program at 935 this morning, we dive inside the vaccine passport possibilities here in the state of Ohio. Representative Jennifer Gross will be joining us to talk about um, the vaccine passport blocker, if you will, which is a bill that she is supporting and pushing and sponsoring. Uh, It is um, uh, House Bill 248, which would ban both public and private entities from mandating that you have a vaccine to take advantage of their services, products, locations, venues, etc., etc. It's just could not be more important to your personal health, could not be more important to your personal liberty, could not be more important to your personal privacy. It is that big. This is what we must support. And we're going to talk to Jennifer Gross about that at 935. You may say, well, wait a minute. How are we going to talk to her at 935 when we're supposed to be talking to Jim Jordan about that time? Jim Jordan is traveling today. will be on with us Wednesday. What time? Did I, it's, it's 935. It is. It's Wednesday, 935. So Jim Jordan will be with us Wednesday. They contacted me on, uh, I think it was back on Friday even. Uh, he has uh, got a tough schedule today. He will be with us 935 Wednesday. And I can't wait for that because I want to talk to him <clears throat> Excuse me about his experience exchange with Anthony Fauci. If you did not hear Dr. Uh, Fauci and Jim Jordan getting into it during a, a Judiciary Committee hearing last week, I think it was Judiciary, um, at any rate, if you did not hear that back and forth, I'm going to play that for you today. I did the Larry Elder Show on Thursday night before I took off Friday, and thank you, by the way, to my friend Rob Walgate for sitting in for me on Friday. I did the Larry Elder Show, and I was so wrapped up in so many different things regarding the police shootings and so forth that I didn't even play it for Larry's audience. So if you have not yet heard Jim Jordan and Dr. Anthony Fauci, um, you're in for a treat, because uh, I will have it for you probably in hour number two today. Uh, it is It is terrific. Before we do anything, before we start talking about our top story of the day, it is time for our pause for the pledge. I know this means a lot to an awful lot of people, uh, so let's put our hands over, their heart, over our hearts. And once again, I'm going to allow the children who are our future and who we do need to learn love of country, let's allow the kids to handle it this time around. I pledge allegiance to the 
That's the kind of uh, that's the kind of thing we need to continue to support. We've got to counter the indoctrination to hate this country that the, so many children are facing in this country with love of country and patriotism, and I will support that all day long. Now, I'm going to start the program by subjecting you to something that I wish I didn't have to. No, it's not going to be Maxine Waters out of the top. Maxine Waters is is not fit for Congress. I don't know that she's necessarily fit to be outside of an institution. I, I really do. I think there may be a mental health institution that might be the safest and best place for her. I could start <clears throat> with her, a California congresswoman, traveling to Minnesota to get out there and encourage rioters to continue rioting. And, in fact, to step up their game if the Chauvin verdict doesn't go the way she wants it to. She wants them to be more riotous. Her word was, be more confrontational with the police. She is out there literally stoking racial flames and calling for violence. This is, in in real time, we are watching Maxine Waters demonstrate the behavior that she once voted, just a few short months ago, to impeach Donald Trump for doing. Donald Trump didn't encourage violence. Donald Trump encouraged peaceful and patriotic protest. She is literally encouraging violence and inciting violence. And she's still sitting in Congress. Kevin McCarthy, by the way, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, said that, quote, Maxine Waters is inciting violence in Minneapolis, just as she has incited it in the past. If Speaker Pelosi doesn't act against this dangerous rhetoric, I will bring action this week. And I hope he does. And I hope they put her on trial. And I hope they make her defend her insane. She's not well. She's a different type of mentally unstable than Joe Biden. Joe Biden is in cognitive decline. That's obvious from anybody who listens to him speak with any regularity at all. She's not cognitively declining. She's just bat bleep nuts. She's bat bleep crazy. She is out there in another realm. She's screaming on the, uh, in a, in a Senate, or excuse me, in a House committee, screaming at a member to just shut your mouth. As if she is somebody's authoritative grandma and can tell the little grandkids just to shut the... She's on the floor, or in the uh, in a Senate committee hearing, rather, saying things that if anyone were to say to her, holy goodness, can one imagine somebody yelling at Maxine Waters, who's flapping her denture-addled gums incessantly about everything, if somebody said, why don't you shut your mouth? It would be misogynistic because she's a woman. It would be racist because she's black. It would have been, it would be just wholly and, and highly unacceptable. But she can shout that at Jim Jordan because he wants Dr. Fauci to answer his question before his time is up. Unbelievable. But no, believe it or not, that's not my top story, although I had some thoughts. The top story and the voice that I'm sad to have to share with you belongs to CNN ignoramus Chris Cuomo. 
we know, look, friends, this racially charged, and that's a such a massive understatement, this racially charged environment that we find ourselves in right now at this particular moment in American history, and this will go down in American history, make no mistake about it, um, it's not about stopping racism against minorities. It is about promoting racism against the majority. Now, I could sit here and cite you chapter and verse of all the different examples of what's going on in schools and in boardrooms and in break rooms, on the job, in communities, in uh, uh, churches. I could sit here and just give you example after example after, after example that in an attempt to placate an angry African-American community that's been on edge since George Floyd last Memorial Day, so almost a calendar year now. It's not just about don't be racist against minorities, which is always the right order and prescription. It's not enough for that now. Now it's be actively and openly racist against people who are white. All right? That's just the reality of it. Look at, and I pl- I had a very insightful conversation with Christopher Rufo, by the way, who gave a terrific, terrific uh, explanation of what critical race theory is when I did the Elder Show on Thursday. If you didn't hear that, you should. Go back and listen to it on podcast at LarryElder.com. But, and, and I've read several other great explanations of what critical race theory is and what it does. And it still doesn't do it justice, but it does give you an idea of how intentional it is now to be actively racist against white people. Deny them jobs. Deny white people promotions. Deny them admission to schools based solely on their color because equity demands it. Equity demands more people of color or more people of different sexes or genders or whatever be given promotions, spots in classes, uh, uh, opportunities for employment, opportunities for everything. Discrimination against whites is now the norm. But what Chris Cuomo did on his TV show on Friday night took things to a whole new level. Chris Cuomo is now actively calling for the killing of white children by police, saying it's the only way, the only way that police reform will happen. Now, I like I said, I'm reticent to, to play this for you. I don't want to subject you to this, but listen because you need to learn. This is what they think. This is what they want. He, he literally is calling for white children to be killed by police in order for police reforms to happen because racist white people won't reform the police if the only people the police are killed, the only children the police are killing are minority children. Try to wrap your brain around this. How many more die of the pandemic, dying from police shootings, George Floyd, Dante Wright? I wonder if you'll remember their names six months from today, because they'll be replaced by so many others. You're here, people. What are you going to do when you see these shootings? You know what you're going to do. That George Floyd. Did you hear about him? That Dante Wright. Did you hear about him? 
That 13-year-old Adam, you know he was a gangbanger. Why do that? Because you want to make the problem them. Takes the onus off the idea that you're wrong about policing not needing to change. Forget that police are trained to deal with non-compliance with force that is not lethal. Hey, comply or die. You know I mean? And you know what the answer is. You really do. You don't like it. I don't like it. It scares me. Shootings, gun laws, access to weapons. Oh, you! I know when they'll change. Your kids start getting killed. White people's kids start getting killed. Smoking that doobie that's actually legal probably in your state now, but they don't know what it was, and then the kid runs and it pop, 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 pop. Cop was justified. Why'd you run? Oh, we had a baseball game tonight. Huh. White kid. Oh, big family. That house over there. Those start piling up. What is going on with these police? Oh, what? Maybe we shouldn't even have police. That kind of mania? That kind of madness? That'll be you. That'll be the majority. Because it's your people. See? Now, black people start getting all guns, forming militias, protect themselves. Can't trust deep state. Woohoo! You'll see a wave of change in access and accountability. We saw it in the 60s. That's when it changes. Because that's when it's you. So my job is to show you in them. Because they're but for the grace. And the grace is forgiveness that none of us deserve for the blessings that we're wasting in this country. So what you just heard was, was Chris Cuomo comparing a white kid smoking a doobie, which might even be legal in his state, seeing a police officer because he has a doobie and running and being shot over a doobie. Running from the police and being shot over smoking marijuana, as if to say that Adam Toledo in Chicago was shot for smoking marijuana. As if to say that Dante Wright in uh, in uh, Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, was shot for smoking a doobie, and saying that black kids are being shot for nonviolent crimes, and when white kids start getting shot for nonviolent crimes, then police reform will happen. My friends, there are so many things wrong with what you just heard. I'll need a full hour to really discuss them. I don't have that kind of time, so what I will do is I will try to hit the high points, and I'll do that after this timeout, and then we're going to come back. Don't forget, at 9.35, we're going to get back to the vaccine issue and how we can protect our liberties with a new law, a bill that we hope becomes law in the state of Ohio to stop uh, the state and or businesses from discriminating against the unvaccinated, unvaccinated, the great unwashed. But... uh, I do want to hear from you as well at 216-901-0945, This is The Authority. Okay, it's 926 now. It's a very short segment here, so I can't hit too many of the high points, uh, but uh, I'll do what I can in this period of time. We'll talk to 
Representative, uh, Ohio State Representative uh, Jennifer Gross at 935, and then we'll come back to this later for a little bit more. But for those who do not know, the McIver Institute put forth uh, this report on the 14th, so five days ago. So this is about as current as current can get. Um, the truth about police shootings in America. Chris Cuomo says we need reform, and we won't get reform until cops start shooting white kids in the streets the way they're shooting black kids, because, you know, they're hunting down black kids like they're hunting down unarmed black males. The far-left Washington Post has created a database. We've talked about it before with Kersenow. Of every known deadly police police shooting in America since 2015, so in the last six years, or at least to this point of 2021, 6,211 people have been shot and killed by law enforcement officers. 46% of them were white. 24% of them were black. So roughly double the number of white people shot by police officers compared to black people. Of the total 6,211, regardless of color, just 6% of them were unarmed. So think about that. 94% of the people who were shot and killed by law enforcement officers in the last six years, according to a database run by the far-left Washington Post, and you know that if they could skew these numbers, they would skew these numbers. And the numbers still show that 94% were armed, and by the way, that or were uh, yeah, we're armed, and by the way, that can also, that number can also probably be moved just a little bit in favor of the police because of the number of cases in which an individual was unarmed when they were shot, but they were attempting to arm themselves by grabbing for and fighting with a police officer and grabbing for their gun, so they're attempting to arm themselves. Or in other cases, like the Adam Toledo case in Chicago, where the individual, the gangbanger, the 13-year-old Adam Toledo, was out running with a 21-year-old, shooting at cars. Police are called. They respond. They chase him. And he turns and flips his gun just as he turns around and drops it. So, And right at the moment the police officer shoots, it'll probably go down in the books as an unarmed shooting, even though he was armed like literally up to the split second before the officer had to shoot and to make that decision. But the bottom line here is that it's about two to one, the number of white people who are shot by police in confrontations compared to black people. Here's my challenge to you heading into the news. Name one of them. You understand that? Name one of the white people shot by police and killed in the last six years. Name one. You can't. And there's a reason you can't. Because if I said name one of the black people who were shot by police in the last six years and killed, you would sit here and read off a list of names off the top of your head that would fill up this entire news break we're about to take. Because black people being shot by police is front page headline news every time. Which is why it seems like it happens all the time. White people being shot by police is not even front page news. It's not even C6. It's somewhere on E12. You might see a story. 
and the name is never going to be said on CNN, MSNBC, NBC, ABC, CBS, any of them. That's the reason you can't name a white person shot by a cop, even though it happens far more than black people being shot by cops. We will not abandon this story. I will pick it up. But coming up after the news, we will pivot to talk about the vaccine passport issue in the state of Ohio with Jennifer Gross, Ohio State Representative. That's next, AM 1420, The Answer. Okay, 937 now. We'll continue with the discussion of uh, police-involved shootings and all of the racial uh, allegations in a bit. But I want to pivot now, as I promised I would, to your privacy, uh, to your health, your rights, your liberties, to make your own decisions about your uh, medical uh, care. And joining me to talk about that is the sponsor of a very important bill that I really like in uh, in the Ohio General Assembly. It's House Bill 248. Its sponsor is Representative Jennifer Gross. Uh, she is uh, representing District 52, and she joins us now on AM 1420, The Answer. Representative Gross, good to talk to you. How are you this morning? I'm great, Bob. Thank you so much for your patience in um, having me on this very first interview ever about the bill. Well, I'm glad to have you. Yeah, we did chat a little bit, you and I, by text last week. I wanted to talk to you last week when it kind of became news. Uh, but I'm glad to talk to you about it now because, you know, we need this so much more than ever, uh, Representative Gross. Give me just a brief summary, and then I'll ask some specific questions. Uh, and, and by the way, thank you for writing my interview for me. Uh, <laughs> what I mean by that, what I mean by that is anybody, who visits your Facebook page, for example, and I don't know if you have this on your actual uh, Ohio uh, House page or not, but uh, for those who have uh, Jennifer Gross uh, on Facebook, um, she pretty much wrote an interview for me and for anybody else who wants to know about House Bill 248. There's a series of Q&A that all of the questions I would probably ask you, and I guess I will just to make people aware of them. But before we go into that specifics, tell me how... 248 was born. Tell me who else supports it with you, and just give me that summary. Well, Bob, I'm a pro-vaccine nurse practitioner, so I value both vaccination benefits as well as informed consent, but I value freedom above all else, and that's freedom from forced medical decisions. I'm a retired Air Force lieutenant colonel, so certainly I had every vaccine under the sun, including um, uh, all of them. (laughs) <laughs> just say that. But I find it to be unacceptable for us to put any individual in a position where they are forced to choose between going to school, work, their income, putting food on the table, and getting a medical treatment or an element into their body. So because freedom, freedom still lives in me. And and I know I know it's so challenging to look at it this way, but I feel that as a a government representative, that it is my job to interpose for the people. Mm -hmm. And so that's how it all came to be. I, you know, I've evolved, you know, I've changed. But again, I'm pro-vaccination, but I'm more pro-freedom. Yeah, and that's, you know, I, I, I could not agree more. I am all about freedom, liberty, choices. Nobody in the government should be able to force anybody to do or say anything, much less take a foreign substance injected into their body, especially when it may or may not be necessarily proven safe in the long haul. Sure, they did their trials during the eight or nine months uh, that they had before they were released, but uh, do we know what the you know long-term effects are going to be two years down the road, five years down the road? We don't know. And there's a lot of people who just say, 
Because of that, I'm going to hold off here, especially when you consider this isn't polio. This isn't something with a 15 to 30% mortality rate. This is something that 99 plus percent of the population uh, is going to recover from if they get it. So why should I take that kind of a chance? And that's that doesn't mean you're anti-vaccine. It just means I'm going to be cautious and I want to do my own homework and I'm going to make a decision on my own timetable and the government shouldn't be able to, to force me otherwise, right? I agree. Absolutely. I'm 100% with you, Bob. All right. So you put this, I mentioned before, do you have any co-sponsors for 248? Oh, my goodness, yes. I have 15 that have signed on and one that kind of dropped through the cracks but wanted to be on, but it was too late once we introduced the bill. So I have a total of absolutely 16 that are outright have put their name on the dotted line and are willing and there are others that just haven't, you know, that aren't co-sponsoring. When does it go into committee? Um, it is in committee. It is it in is. the health committee now. And I'm hoping for introduction in the next couple of weeks. Terrific. That's what I wanted to find out. We are talking with Ohio State Representative Jennifer Gross. She represents District 52. She has introduced House Bill 248, which does indeed... Um, uh, ban mandates from both government and private entities that a person has to be vaccinated in order to um, uh, patronize a business or uh, uh, engage in public commerce or public travel or anything else of that nature. So I'm going to go into some of your Q&A here, and you can kind of talk a little bit more about what you wrote here. First of all, let's talk about that part. Uh, you you know, okay. does a public or private entity have to accept a medical or uh, have to accept an exemption declaration um, if you decide to say, "Look, I'm not going to have the vaccination"? Do they have to? to to have to accept that and allow you to, you know, engage in their uh, in business on their premises. Yes, they do, and and you are not required to show any form like a piece of paper, which would be a passport. Um, you are not required to show. You can just say I'm exempt and walk in. That means you don't. I mean, if someone asks you something in the store, you aren't going to just ignore them and walk in. Typically, so you just verbally say I'm exempt, walk in. Yeah, you don't and- have to answer. And, and what if they ask you which part? And, in fact, uh, Representative Gross, tell us what exemptions does 248 offer? It covers um, reasons of conscience, religious, medical, and natural immunity. Um, so it, for any any reason. You, and you, you should not be required by any of these entities to explain which one is your your exemption because that's your private medical information. Right, and that's the reason I asked, because, um, you know, let's suppose that if 248 becomes law, and God willing it will, um, you know, you walk into a venue and somebody says, are you vaccinated? Because we want to make sure this is a, you know, healthy uh, uh, crowd environment here. And you say, well, uh, actually, no, I'm not. I have an exemption. You don't have to say, I am religiously exempt, or I have a medical exemption, or I have natural immunity. You can just say, I'm exempt. In other words, take me at my word, I am exempt. Correct. And then you cannot, I don't know if you're going to ask about this, Bob, but then you cannot discriminate against that person and say, you know, oh, put yeah. a like, neon sign above them, not vaccinated, not, you know. <laughs> Well, yeah, no, I'm definitely going to ask that because that's part of your Q&A that I really was interested in the most here because, again, you know, what what 
a lot of people like me fear is that we are going to be essentially uh, shamed uh, and we are going to be told, well, you are the great unwashed. You are oh, potentially a carrier of a terrible thing. You dirty, dirty person. You put on a mask. If you don't have a, uh, an ex- if you don't have a vaccine, then you have to wear a mask. So let, let's hit that part. You asked this in your Q and A, which again, I think is very convenient for people. Um, can my child's school make him or her wear a mask or sit in a separate area if he or she is not vaccinated? Can my boss deny me insurance coverage or raise uh, my premium simply because I, cho- I have a chosen I have chosen excuse me an exemption? Can a store not allow me to buy groceries if I have an exemption? And the answer to that is what? Absolutely not. Um, they cannot treat you in any discriminatory way or deny you service because you've exercised your right to the exemption. Um, you know, it's, it's very, um, it's, I know that it's emotional, but it always comes down to freedom. You know, Bob, I, I believe that Ohioans, you know, are you seriously, if you're sick, Bob, if you have a fever, are you going to go to the grocery store? I mean, I, like I choose to believe that Ohioans make great choices. Ohioans know when you're ill, you don't go out. You don't send your child to school. I believe that by and large, you know, are there circumstances where you, you know, are, you know, I, I, I don't even, you know, I'm not going to go there. But what I'm going to say is this. Ohioans are smart. And Ohioans know when they're sick. And they know that they're not going to go anywhere um, and put other people at risk. So I trust Ohioans. Yeah, I, I do too. I think most people are commonly sensible. You know, when you're yep. sick, you usually call your boss, and sometimes even yeah. when you're not sick, if it's a nice day for golfing. Right. You call and you say, I, I, Like, you don't feel like working. I don't right? feel I, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not safe today to come in. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to take yeah. a sick day. Uh, and same thing right. when, with your kids or when your kids are sick, um, you don't send them to school because not only do you right. want them to rest, you don't want them to spread whatever germ that they may have Correct. under normal circumstances, much less COVID 19. Correct. Some people come from a position of, well, I need to protect everybody because I'm the parent. Well, I don't believe the government is the overseer and the parents of the people. I believe the people are the government are the overseer of the government, <laughs> and that's a different. That's a worldview. You know. Now, that's- now, now we're talking mostly represent. We're talking with Representative Jennifer Gross, Ohio House uh, District Fifty Two. We're we're talking about mostly the private stuff now because that to me is the most. The biggest threat here. Um, many, many governments uh, across the country, state governments and governors have said, we will not have a public vaccine passport here. Now, in New York, they already have one in play. It's called the yeah. Excelsior Program. But yep. most of the governments, the public statements that I've seen and heard are, we're not going to do this publicly. We're, but we are, I am worried about the private side of this. I'm worried about an airline. I'm worried about the gatekeepers at, uh, you know, progressive field, not letting somebody into an Indians game because they don't have a vaccination, that sort of thing. But your bill covers both of those. Um, do you feel that's the best way to go rather than two separate bills, one for the for the public and one for the private entities? I do believe that it is the right way to go. I believe that we need to people you know, in Ohio. Now, when you talk about airlines, remember that I'm only a state rep. So the borders of Ohio are the only place that I can help um, protect Ohioans and their freedom. If you choose to get on an airline and you're out of Ohio, that's where my my uh, ability to help ends. 
because the difference between state and federal government sure and, and by the way i just chose airlines as a means of transportation but we can talk about bus we can talk about rta here in cleveland yeah. or, or whatever the you know the the public transit systems are in any of the other bigger cities in the in the communities in the state of ohio but the point being um you know we, we don't want the government to be able and i agree with you by the way this is the best way to do it i think you have to combine these two my fear is it would be very easy to pass a public ban on on vaccine passports but we are not going to tell private businesses what to do and then there will be a de facto ban on anybody who wants to go and live their lives in the state exactly exactly i had a woman may i tell you a story sure i had a a woman who asked me last week she said you know i have college loans um she's a healthcare provider i have college loans i am being am a single mom and i am being forced to choose between getting a vaccine or feeding my children and I can't pay my loans. If I if I lose my job, I can't pay my school loans. I can't work, and I'm being threatened, you know, with um, being forced to get the vaccine. Now I haven't seen the actual documentation of that, mm-hmm. but um, but I I have seen other areas, not necessarily healthcare providers, but I have seen others where I actually have documentation of you will be terminated by May first if you do not get a vaccine. Wow. And right now, under present law, they have the right to do that. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. this is what this is what two forty eight would would would, uh, would would prevent against. I guess that's my biggest, you know, my, well, one of my biggest concerns here. As a matter of fact, let me personalize this uh, for my for myself. I have a daughter in college right now who is a biology major who is targeting uh, becoming a certified nurse mm-hmm. practitioner, like yourself. Uh, yeah yeah and uh you know she's doing volunteering and shadowing at hospitals and this sort of thing and the fear is that they're going to tell her you can't shadow you can't volunteer unless you take the vaccine so in the medical community is there any exception or exemption that in medical care facilities they can require vaccinations or you know other uh, preventative measures i can't speak to every facility i know that because this vaccine is an experimental it is currently an ex- it's an experimental vaccine it is mm-hmm. still it was emergently approved so it is not a an fda approved general treatment so that's that's significant so at this point no i don't know of medical mm-hmm. facilities that are uh, large facilities that are forcing them. However, I do know that in the past, if you went into healthcare, whether it be occupational therapy, physical therapy, that they have required that you get a flu shot, for instance. So, yeah, do I believe that is coming? Absolutely. Absolutely. And is, is and, this something that, that House Bill 248 would prevent? Would it prevent medical correct. facilities from requiring correct. employees to have this, uh, this COVID vaccine? You know, Bob, we have a saying, I won't use the, the actual topic, but um, what, what it actually talks about, but um, they say, you know, they came, my, they came for my neighbor's freedom. I did not fight for them. Then they came for my other neighbor's freedom. I did not fight for them. When they came for mine, there was no one to fight for me. And the healthcare community has not had a choice for a long time, or they've been threatened with their jobs. You know, it, this is not a battle between, you know, for health care. For me, I love health care, and I, I totally am a – I've had every vaccine, every one. All my family got vaccinated. My mom got the COVID mm-hmm. vaccine. It has nothing to do – it has everything to do with your freedom. 
And when you take an element into your body where there's no antidote, no change, if we find that there is something wrong with any any vaccine or you have an allergic reaction or we, we can't really do anything, we can't change it. We can't take it right. out. Right, no. you can't, you so, can't unring, you know, unring a bell, as as uh, as I like to say, and that and that would be too late. That's exactly right. I, I'm just about right. out of time, but last question for you, Representative Gross, is this: Is this bill HB two forty eight specific to the COVID nineteen vaccine, or does it extend into future vaccines? Nobody can ever require um, a vac or or mandate a vaccine uh, uh, at the at the expense of of denying you your rights to again engage in public commerce and live your life. It is for all vaccines, and um, we are looking into a few little adjustments to the bill. Mm-hmm. Um, but it will not, nothing you know way significant. But um, just to make the bill stronger and better. Um, so, yeah. Do you do you have a <laughs> prediction? Do you have a prediction on uh, on getting enough support to pass it out of the house? Um. We need, we will, it'll go to health committee. It is already assigned to health committee. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be up to the chairman there. It will be up to the health committee. So I encourage people to look up the members of the health committee and encourage them. It has to make it out of health committee to get to the floor. Um, at which point there will be a vote. I do believe that the majority of the uh, caucus is for it. I can't speak for everyone, mm-hmm. but I do know that the Republican caucus is about freedom. And I do know that our house is about freedom, and I do know that Ohio is about freedom. Amen to and that. And so that's what I would say there. So I need your help. I need your prayers. And I thank you for your time today and your patience with waiting to speak with no, me. No, not at all. I, I appreciate you coming on and filling uh, filling us, uh, you know, our heads with all this great information and, and education. And I encourage people to do what you just said. Find the members of the health committee. At least find your rep. If everybody just finds your own personal uh, representative in the state of Ohio General Assembly in the House, you can do so at ohiohouse.gov. Tell them what you want, that you want HB 248 to pass. You want your liberty and freedom from medical tyranny, which is what this is. Doesn't mean you're anti-science. Doesn't mean you're anti-vaccines forever. It means in this particular case, you should not be forced to take a vaccine if it's against your will for any number of reasons. So contact your representatives at OhioHouse.gov. And Representative Jennifer Gross, thank you so much for sponsoring this, and thank you for the great information today. Thank you, Bob, for your time. Have a fabulous day. You too. Thank you. All right, 9.54. We're a little late getting out, but uh, we'll get out and come back again on AM 1420, The Answer.